All right, I just feel like I need to chat a little bit into where we're going this morning and I've got stories and I've got all those things but I'm just going to go straight to Hebrews 10:35 which is what I believe God is saying to us this morning. Um, I feel like Pastor Ashley's been talking about us going on a journey to grow in our faith. Um, and for me, I've always had faith in some levels of my life, on some areas. Like, you cannot uh, deter me from believing God for finance. I have had faith for finance since I was 16 years old. When I moved to the country, uh, from, to the city from the country, 16 and a half, after I finished my senior year in high school, with just a car and the clothes that were in my car and nothing else. And God, I just lent into God and believed God for financial um, provision. And I started off believing, you know, for enough food to eat that week. And now I can believe God for millions of dollars for buildings, for, for houses, for, for things that God, I mean, not houses as in millions of houses. I'm believing God for a house for Chloe and Nathan and Izzy and Nicole and, you know, that kind of level of belief doesn't come in a day. That faith grows I've exercised my faith muscle in the area of finance. Now, when it comes to healing or something else, I'm still down this bottom end. So we're talking about growing our faith, and you can't measure faith in just one area. We have faith in different areas of our lives, but God is challenging us you know, I feel like God's saying to me, come on, Jane, some of your faith needs to catch up. And I'm just going to be really um, honest here. Going through menopause, I said it at the coming campus. As a woman, yeah, it's like, what did she just say? She's like, it's a real thing. And uh, if you, <laughs> yeah, anyway. It, so I've always been a positive person, but going through that change of life has really affected my faith. And it, I haven't been able to understand that properly, but God's been saying to me, right, come on, Jane, it's time to deal with that. Come on, get rid of negativity that I've never had before has settled on my mind. So I've got to grow in that area of faith. And if I have to grow in an area of faith, I know every single one of us needs to grow in an area of faith. And so I want to read Hebrews 10.35 in that context. It says, So don't throw away your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. I love the amplified version. It says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. And I feel like this year, 2020, I mean, I remember the beginning of this year, 2020 was like a new start, a fresh decade, a new year. We were all going to be, this is going to be the year of harvest. It's going to be the year of this. It's going to be the year. We were declaring and proclaiming over this year and into this year. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and so many things, it's not just COVID. There have been so many changes in our world that will 
never go back to what they were. And um, there's been an assault on our confidence this year, on our faith, on our ability to, to stand strong. There's been an assault. I felt it. I've talked about it with so many people. There's been a pressure. There's been a sense of being overwhelmed. There's been a, a squeezing. There's been a, a, a weight of... of things that we haven't had to carry before. And I feel like God is, is wanting us to understand what is going on and, and approach this because the enemy has tried to get us to throw away our confidence. You see, the Bible says it's your confidence. Don't throw away your confidence. So it's not that the, the devil's stealing our confidence doesn't say that. Don't let the devil rob you of confidence. And we talk about it all the time, that robbed me of my confidence. No, we chose to let it go. So the Bible's very clear about our confidence, and it's not a confidence in ourselves. It's a confidence in God. It's a confidence. It's a trust, a confidence in who we trust in. And God's saying, don't throw that away. Why is he saying that to this group of people? This group of people were being persecuted. This group of people had financial difficulties. This group of people were under intense pressure to go back to the old way, to religion, to the rules and whatever they had before. They were under pressure to do that. And God's saying, don't therefore throw away your confidence because he spends the first part of Hebrews chapter 10 telling them what God did for them, what Jesus Christ did for them and how they can have confidence in the fact that he came to rid them from the law and create a new way. He he came to cleanse them of sin once and for all. He goes on, it, he's talking about the fact that animal sacrifices will never be able to cleanse someone of sin. Even though they were instituted by God, they will never be able to cleanse people from sin and they have to keep doing them over and over and over again. And as I was preparing this last night, my message goes in a whole different way. But God said to me, stop. Stop right there. And I said, what do you want to talk about? And he said, you know, one of the biggest faith stealers in our lives is guilt. And I'm like, God, I don't want to talk about guilt. I don't want to talk about guilt. That's, that's negative. That's terrible. I want to do a faith message. And he said, I want you to talk about guilt. Now, guilt is is the result of probably three things. Firstly, we've sinned. Now, the Bible says we've all sinned. And 1 John 12 says, if you think you haven't sinned, you're foolish because every single one of us has sinned. So every single one of us knows and is familiar with the emotion of guilt. Now, guilt is a, a warning sign that something needs to change. It's not a bad emotion, even though it feels bad. And we don't like negative emotions, so we avoid guilt and we hide from guilt. And what happens when we hide from guilt, it becomes shame. And then the enemy can use shame to rob our guilt. And I felt like God was saying, and I, I want us to, to speak into this and just pause on this this morning. Um, have I got a countdown clock? 
It's always good to give me a countdown clock. <laughs> um, if, if you could just let me know, Izzy, I know you're doing sound and everything. There's got a whole thing going. Someone, just let me know how long we've got and then that will help me. But with guilt, if we don't deal with guilt, it becomes shame. Now, guilt is because we have done the wrong thing or we did the wrong thing a long time ago. We've confessed it, but the devil keeps reminding us and we're holding on to it. He keeps putting it back in our lap and we're like, oh my goodness, because we're human and we remember things. And so we need to get rid of that and understand that we should not be constantly remembering things that God has forgotten. Because the Bible says he puts our sin in the sea of his forgetfulness. And if we keep remembering, I mean, if God's not remembering, why should we remember? And so that's the second thing. And the third thing is we often feel guilty because of other people's reactions to boundaries we put in place. And they make us feel guilty. So we feel guilty because we feel like we have let them down. And so those three things we need to deal with because all of those things become shame. And shame robs us of confidence in approaching God. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the desires that we ask of him. That's in 1 John somewhere. one fourteen, I think. Anyway, that's the confidence we have in approaching God. I remember when Benjamin, my, my 17-year-old, was just crawling and as a baby... And he always has had a great appetite. And when he was crawling, he would go to the trash can that had a swing top in my kitchen. And if I wasn't looking, he would help himself to food scraps out of... Now, I did feed him, I promise you. I promise I fed him well. But he just was always hungry. And I remember this one day on the telephone, and Benjamin was crawling around happily gooing and garring and playing with his toys, and then it fell silent. And so I just leant from the doorway that was blocking my view, and I leant in, and I see Benjamin at the trash can, both hands in the trash can, and he had in his mouth a strawberry that was covered in mould. You know how the straw <laughs> strawberries go off? I'd put some in the bin. Well, he loves strawberries, so he had one in his mouth. I'm like... Put the phone, I slammed the phone down. I'm like, hang on a minute. And I raced to Benjamin. Now, Benjamin looked. He was guilty. He knew he was not allowed in the trash can. And so he looked at me. And instead of coming to me, he gets down on all fours with this strawberry, with juice dribbling down his chin, with the fur and the mold all over it. And he heads to my white carpet. He is tearing away from me in the opposite direction, and there's a white carpet. Fortunately, I caught up with him before too much damage was done, and I picked him up, still with this strawberry in his mouth, and I remember him not looking into my eyes. I pick him up, and I say, look at mummy. 
I'm trying to make him look at me, twisting his face, look at mummy, look at mummy. He couldn't look. And I realized in that moment, God spoke to me and he said, Jane, that's what happens when you do the wrong thing. You run away from me. You hide and then you won't look at me. You won't make connection with me. You won't connect with me in relationship. And I felt this morning that God was talking to people here um, that have had a lack of confidence. And one of the, the things that have stopped you from connecting with God is you feel shame. Some of it is because we've done the wrong thing. I'm standing in that place. You know, during COVID, I found it so difficult to stay focused on my faith. I found it so difficult. And that was because COVID wasn't just a natural thing. It was a spiritual thing. And I'm saying that not in a weird way, but there was a spiritual atmosphere that came with COVID that was deliberately um, purposed by the enemy to disrupt people's faith, to reduce people's faith. And I'm, I'm standing here this morning saying, as I've been doing this faith thing, God's been speaking to me afresh about my faith. So I'm not here to judge people and say, come on, you've all got guilt, you've all got shame. All have sinned and come short of God's glory. But God said to me, I do want you to put it out there. Just like I'll say the word menopause. I don't care. I will say the word guilt. Because at the same way, I'll be obedient to what I feel God is wanting to say to us. And so I felt like God wanted us right now to stop what we're doing. And if we can have the band back. Um, I just want us to have a moment where we come before God and say, God, I want to deal with any guilt in my life. Whether real, whether reimagined, as in we've... If we confess our sin, the Bible says, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you have confessed your sin, the enemy's bringing it back to remind you you're not worthy. You are hopeless. You're weak. You're, you're a failure. How do you, what if, if people knew what you were thinking and if people knew what you had done, they wouldn't like it. That is an absolute lie from the pit of hell. It literally is the enemy trying to use what you did wrong once to bring back to you a sense of shame and guilt so that you are incapacitated in his kingdom to do anything of significance. Or there are people here, and I really felt this, that have felt guilty because other people have put stuff on them, expectation that they have not been able to meet. And you haven't done anything wrong. People are just making you feel like you've done something wrong. And it has resulted in you feeling guilt. And then you feel shame. Well, maybe I should, maybe I, I you know, could have done this, should have done this, whatever. And you live under that burden of anxiety and guilt because you're trying to sort priorities and boundaries out. And I want us to, to just have a moment in God's presence now. I, I, if the band can just sing whatever. Um, I feel like, I know this is 
It's harder to hide in a group this size. And I, I honestly, I, I was telling Erin at the beginning of the service, I don't want to go there. I feel like God spoke to me and I really am struggling with, you know, I want to just preach a powerful faith word. I want to just prophesy over people and just be that person but God's just saying to me no and I knew it was going to be it's Thanksgiving weekend it's the it's what we call the pastor's suicide weekend which it shouldn't even say that as a joke but it's the weekend where there's the lowest attendance in church the whole year and I'm like no God no it's going to be so awkward and he said to me I've always trusted you with awkward Izzy knows that that is true. And so I'm being obedient to what I feel God's saying. And I want us to, thank you for turning the lights off, whoever did that, that's awesome. Um, But I want us to just have a moment where we deal with this and move into the territory of growth for our faith. And that this never, if it is a repeat thing that the enemies bring up, even... You see, if we don't deal with stuff we feel we've done wrong and deal with it once and for all, it becomes in that category. The enemy can bring it back up and rightfully so because we haven't dealt with it. But then he'll bring it back up wrongfully so even if we have dealt with it, but we need to put it to rest. There's some things people need to put to rest because God's challenging us to go beyond feeling small, feeling ashamed, feeling like we need to hide rather than present ourselves. And so I'm just going to let the band play this, but I do want people to respond. And if you could, would you stand if you feel like God is speaking to you right now? Because that took courage. That takes courage. But as you stand, something happens within you. As you stand, you're saying to the enemy, I will not let this rule my life. I refuse to go out from here the way I came in. I am going to deal with this once and for all. I am going to recognize it for what it is. I'm going to work through it in the spirit right now. And I'm going to move into a territory of greater faith because this is exercising my faith. Come on, let's sing.